You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Surf Stories, the podcast brought to you by the Florida Surf Film Festival. I'm John Brooks, and with me is co-host Kevin Miller, as always. What's going on, John? How are you doing? I'm doing great, and uh, this was a fun episode to do. I was uh, I was in Florida. You were over in Maui uh, with Albie Layer, and then Dan Norkunis was up in Bend, Oregon, and we all jumped on a Zoom call and had a nice chat. It was great. We uh, didn't hook up until later. Um, the uh, Zoom call was basically a first date with Albie to make sure I wasn't crazy. Yeah. I mean, even though he's met me twice, he wouldn't know me from Adam, even though I played <laughs> hacky sack with him. That, yeah. Festival. Yeah. So, but honestly, too, he is a great guy. We had a good chat on this podcast, and we get to learn a lot about what's going on in their life uh, recently during COVID. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, Dan and Albie were both uh, at the festival two different times, uh, back in 2014 with Attractive Distractions, their award-winning film, and then uh, Nervous Laughter in 2017 also. Um, So yeah, they've been out twice and uh, had a bit of a family reunion at the one. Uh, Albie's originally from Florida, and uh, so I think he had, gosh, about 25 or 30 like cousins and aunts and uncles and his dad got to see his sister for the first time in like 40 years. So it was pretty cool having those guys out here. And so, yeah, we're stoked to jump on a little chat with them and talk about what they've been working on. Uh, they got a new film coming out this year, uh, Rainbows in the Rear View, that Albie's been working really hard on um, along with Dan. And, uh, yeah, I always love Albie because he just tells it like it is. And uh, there's some great moments in this episode. So 
That's true. I, I would say probably some stuff that, you know, if we didn't have only 400 listeners would be newsworthy. You know, <laughs> yeah. some, somebody might actually, and 400 is pushing it. But um, we, we actually, fun fact, I got to play golf with Albie's dad uh, later after the podcast, I think. And we had, by the way, I cleared this up too. Albie was actually born over there. But his mom and dad are from Florida. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, but he's, I mean, it's kind of like saying I'm from South Dakota. Both my parents are from South Dakota. It's kind of the same thing. Sure. So anyway, um, I, I'm bringing this back around eventually to, I don't know, I, don't, I can't even remember what I was talking about. But what were we talking about? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you, you started off on a tangent about playing golf with Albie's dad and... So we took some mushrooms on the golf course, and I, re- I don't even remember what happened after that. It, was, it wasn't mushrooms, I, I don't think. But anyway, the whole point of having Dan and Albie on this show was to or reacquaint ourselves with what they've been doing, and it's a good story. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll be back with you at the end here. psyched i'm psyched that uh albie's actually um i'm a part of it but albie's like full gung-ho into like making like a more of like it's like a covid surf flick it's all based i think on maui or hawaii in general but he's like about it he's putting in like more editing work than i've done i've just been motivating him yeah (laughs) keep at it but um it's it's cool so he'll have like uh i mean i guess we'll i should say we'll we'll have like a 40 minute flick oh unreal done sometimes i mean i, I would uh i would want to be there sooner and later but november that, that november event's awesome so it's like i don't know we, we yeah you, you think you guys will be ready by then oh yeah sure i mean he's he wants to finish it in like may or june i'm, I'm trying to tell him to hold back on it a little bit yeah his whole deal is he just wants to get content out there and i, I get it too because there's like it's such a perfect window right to have content or sure. flick because like what's going on in surfing i mean people have been surfing their brains out but what how much content is out there right now i would think not that much right yeah it's weird like i i would have kind of thought especially maybe the first few months of lockdown i would have thought everybody just kind of like took a break and just kind of like how we were just like you know hey this is nice to have a break it's nice to have a little time off and you do a little bit more with your family and you finish up some projects around the house that you've been meaning to do for 10 years. And, but I was kind of surprised that there weren't more uh, films coming out. Cause I'm like, God, everybody's locked in their room. Like they should be editing all this footage that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, I, I think in general, I mean, I don't know, it's all my assumption, but the surf space is so not full of people producing content in general, you know, like I think in the last, five years everyone most good surfers are just like either trying to get on the wsl or on the ct right yeah like you got the top dogs all doing that and then i guess there is like the free surf side of it but those guys have just been seeming like they've been getting the pay cuts throughout the years right yeah it's oh yeah it's bizarre like i i almost i I was kind of curious to see how that would go down you know in terms of whether you know ct surfers were going to get their sponsorships cut or whether free surfers were going to get their sponsorships cut and it seems like you had more free surf casualties than ct guys but in some ways i almost feel like a free surf guy is more valuable to a brand i mean it depends on the guy i guess 
I would think that, but I, you know, I'm so detached from it these days as far as like knowing what brands are thinking. But I think the freaking axe came down on so many people in March and April of last yeah. year. You know? Because yeah. I get it. Like as a brand, they probably were like everyone, no matter if you're an alcohol brand or a clothing brand or whatever type of brand, you're just like, holy shit, are we going to sell any products in the next six months or a year? So I think like they cut the fat right away. And I think some people probably use it a little more of an excuse to do it. <laughs> sure. But I think, <laughs> yeah, but I do think, you know, like what surfing was banned in Europe. Surfing was banned in California or partially or partially. Yeah. So it was like, they probably weren't selling that much product in March and April. And then I'm sure, I mean, it, it's a trip, right? Because the bike world exploded. Like, yeah bike companies made more money last year than ever before, but I think surfing took a little while, but I guarantee you my assumption is during the summer, they all sold a ton of shit. Like I bet you most companies did really well in the summer. What's interesting too, is uh, like the bike world, the hard goods world in surfing exploded. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they had a little dip that first couple months where surfing was banned in a few places. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, you, you know, they're, the industry around here, the guys were like, man, I, I can't make boards fast enough. It's insane. Yeah, with, yeah. I know a couple of shapers in California, same thing, Hawaii, same thing, which is awesome. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so good. And, and that's what I did. I was just like, Oh, if I'm like locked down. I'm staying home. I'm just going to recreate. Yeah. And that's like, uh, I feel like everyone was just like, let's just, we're just going to like, I went to Maui a couple of times this fall and it was just crazy. Like they wouldn't open the gates of the parking lot until like seven or 8 a.m. And there was just cars lined everywhere along the road, you know, there's wow. more surfers than usual. And that's like just people that, and they weren't like tourists. They were just locals, you know? Yeah. They just had more free time. Yeah. I talked I to, gonna... uh, I talked to Dave Sokol at uh, Red Dog, which is our, our surf shop sponsor there in New Smyrna. And um, he said that he, he's on pace. I think 2020, he ended up having his biggest year ever. And the shop's been there for over 25 years. And it was primarily based on boards and hard goods sales, which is yeah. cool. That's how it ought to be. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, good for all the shapers. You know, shapers have obviously probably been hurting over the years and good to yeah. see them all like be busier than ever before. Yeah. What oh, were you going to say, Kev? Yeah, I just, I I feel like the, the drought, if you want to call it that, of content is about to come around the corner because, I mean, if you think about the biggest internet breaking little edit which was like free scrubber you know current down at selena cruz that took a couple months to get out i mean like five you know and so there's going to be this buffer of all right now i have to actually sit down and edit all this great stuff i got because there is um, a lot of free time on people's hands like you're talking about and albie's one of those people as well who's sitting down and editing so i feel like maybe august or something we're just going to get this glut of you know content that's going to be well worth putting on the big screen and to that end and uh, you know dan you've been there twice i think and you have a you know a place in our hearts for sure but in albie too so i wanted to make sure that you knew that you guys are welcome to come back anytime whether it be june if if albie and you guys want to release that in june just let us know we're going to find a place for you and we'll just you know make sure to put it on the screen no, yeah, he's super motivated. I'm like, I'm always like, oh, hold on to it, you know, like, don't just put it out there. Because I don't know, we're still trying to figure out like, you know, it's always weird, because we're like, okay, what's the length of this movie? Where are we gonna like, where's it gonna live, right? 
Yeah. Like, and it's always like, how long do you hold off on it before you put it out there, right? Because it's like if we just put it on YouTube, a, then then the premieres aren't as fun. It's sure. it's a tough balance. I mean, we would show it whether it was out or not. And John, you back me up on this too. It's like the guys who are at the festival are 48, 35, 40. I mean, there's they're everywhere, you know, on the age range, but for the most part you know, they're busy people. Like they don't have a chance to sit down and watch every yeah. single edit. Here's Albie. He's coming in right now. Nice. Yeah. So I think the answer to your question is like, even if you do put it out there, we're still going to put it up. Um, but if it is 40 minutes, it's usually a little more special and that's yeah. the balance that you need to find. So um, absolutely. I would push uh, for you guys to wait for the, uh a festival even if it's not ours to like kind of you know push the crowd make it more special you know no it's cool i mean i i have nothing but like appreciation for guys like you putting on these events and it's it's really cool i mean i haven't been to many of them but every time i go to them i'm just like wow this is so awesome that there's you know the collaboration of a bunch of people coming together that show their films and watching people's reaction and I, I don't know it's just such a cool event to be a part of so it's like i don't know it's really important to me to like make sure that if we're if we have a cool piece to show to make sure that we you know keep you guys involved in the loop yeah it makes it special you're right i agree yeah. and yeah, alby just came on there he is what's up buddy what's up guys yeah hey, what's up alby how you guys doing good how about you good. sorry i'm late oh I'm you're fine computer fix yeah, uh, he, no worries. He's doing IT work on his computer. For- I know, dude. It's rough over here. Now that Dan left me, I got to edit and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, Dan, you want to just uh, give us the, you know, the short version on why you're uh, no longer a Maori resident? Uh, I, I moved to Oregon like a year and a half ago now, actually. It's like where I was from. So like, I, I, I moved to Hawaii thinking I was just going to go for a year and I stayed for 10. So <laughs> then once my kids got into school systems and stuff, it was like, it wasn't like there's, I have no negativity towards Hawaii and I miss it. And if I could do six months there, six months here, I would, but it was just like, once the kids are like second grade, third grade, it was like, where are we going to choose? So, you know, I followed the path of uh, my boy, Jerry Lopez. Moved to- oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> You see him around town. Kid is a really good, really good biker now. Yeah, my kids like. Oh, there you go. Kids are like, I'm like, I'm not ocean in my blood kind of thing. Like I wasn't born, you know, um, around it. I was like more in the mountains. So I think my kids just had more. They just had like in Maui, we'd bike all the time. So I was just like, they're just so passionate about the mountains. So it's rad, and it's 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 interesting because there's like a funny little river wave here, and you can drive to the coast here, and the surfing's really fun here, but it's not the same. I, I love going to Maui for shoots so I can get in the water. That's good stuff. I'm uh, sad to hear you guys are apart. It's like the breakup you never want to hear about, but I mean, you know, with with things no, the way they, they're. Ever. I know. I'm we're just joking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were still on Zooms and stuff. Everyone's apart these days. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? Honestly, I think, and not that like me leaving Maui created any voids or anything, but I think it's rad because Maui's full of talented like filmmakers, you know? And I was just one of the pieces there that was uh, filming. And like every, and it's cool because there isn't like a huge scene, but there's like, you know, five, 10 other guys doing it at a really high level. 
So as soon as I left, someone else like younger, like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a grom anymore. I'm not a kid. Like there's these 20 some year old kids that have all the time in the world and also motivation and creativity to fill my, the void I, 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 you know, opened up. So I think it's rad. I think it's rad to see like Albie shooting with a bunch of other guys and it's cool to see what they're producing. So I don't know. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Just uh, right before you came on, Albie, we were just chatting about the new project that you're working on. Um, and uh, Dan was just filling us in a little bit on that, but uh, give us your take on, on what, uh, how that transpired. And um, Well, it started off like me and Matt, um, we did this thing called the aisle a couple of years back with rockstar, which was like a web. It was like webisodes before they became mm-hmm. all the craze. Um, we probably just did it too early, honestly. Like if we had started that like two years ago, we probably would have really, really been successful with it. But um, we did it like what was it? It was almost ten years ago, or like eight or nine or something. But um, yeah. So we started filming for that, and then going like we realized that a lot of what that will be is like um. It'll, it'll have like a ton of our like surfing clips in it, but most of it'll be like kind of B-roll stuff. Like, you know, like yesterday we went mountain biking all day and filmed it. So it'll be like a lot of that stuff. And, but we were already like paying them. Um, we were like, okay, we need to get footage for this. So we started like filming every chance we got and like hiring people to film us. And I was just like looking at all the footage. I was like, dude, we should, we have enough footage to do both. Like we can do the web series. Um, which will be epic and it'll be like but we should do like an all action like core surf film cut as well that'll just be there like whenever anyone wants to like you know the kind of like where you watch before you go surf sort of thing yeah go just like you know throw it up on youtube or wherever it ends up living and um and then the the webisodes will kind of be like almost the behind the scenes of it you know for the first couple of episodes and move on to its own thing Nice. So, kind of, uh, yeah. I see that. Like, like... uh, Albie, I was just saying, I see like there's an Art of Flight movie out there and then there were this like Netflix webisodes or episodes. And so I like the idea of having that 40 minute. Is that the marker you put on it, Dan? Like 40 minutes? Uh, the... I mean, it's probably where it's going to head to. That's my guess because Albie just did a rough cut. What was it at, Albie? 33. But I think we can trim it from there. I think it'll be closer to 30 there you go but i don't know but it's gonna be just like art of flight i'm glad you mentioned that same budget (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this is what their offices probably look like yeah (laughs) that's a good baseline that's where we pretty much started we're just kind of going up from there yeah yeah we'll just go off the art of flight budget yeah there you go we have their deck we send the sponsors i just saw uh (laughs) This uh, this thing on Instagram the other day that Curtis Morgan was doing, it was tracking a golf ball's flight with a drone. So the drone would start about two, oh, or, two or three. That. Isn't that cool? The drone would start yeah. like two or three hundred feet back and it would come zooming toward whoever the pro golfer was that was hitting the ball. And just at the right time, he'd smack it and you'd catch that rise. It was gorgeous. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen um, I've seen some of the snowboarder guys do like they hit a big kicker and do a trick or whatever and the drone circles them while they're still in the air 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like the same thing, like one of the pro like drone racers. Yeah. Does it like the full like dog setup and stuff? Like it's pretty freaking crazy. It's still I like know. I swear Dan must feel this going back to snow is like it must be so fun to set up shots, you know? The surfing is so much still just yeah. freaking you point your camera at the ocean for four hours and someone lands something. And yeah. like, I, I wish we got to do more of that kind of stuff where you got to set up those shots and like really like, you know, figure it out and do something unique like that. But you, we try. <laughs> you will in the pools. You'll just be like 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. when I'm 40. I was going to ask. Travis, Travis Rice is like 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's still killing it. There we go, dude. I was going to ask, like, if you think that that's something that pools will afford you that opportunity where you can set up a shot and like go for something, whether it's putting some sort of an obstacle, you know, and you're trying to board slide or something like that, or, or just having the freedom to say, okay, I'm going to set the camera here, here, and here, and you get the same section over and over again. Is that something that you feel like is going to be beneficial? Yeah. I can't wait to do more stuff like that. Like, um, me and Dan went to Waco with the Dekine guys and we, we played around like a little bit with the lights. It was kind of yeah. a shit show because he only had a couple hours of nighttime. Um, but like if we had, you know, like two days or something to shoot Waco, we like, we have so many ideas we'd love to do. And, yeah, you know, hopefully it's something where eventually someone will give us the budget to do all that shit. Yeah, the only limitation these days is just no one's built the weight pool where they can go big enough yet, you know? Like, right. weight was rad, but it's still, like, not where it could be. And and I get it. They're not trying to – they're trying to make money out of these things. They're not trying to have guys do the biggest airs. But if they could mix the two together and we could – and you could shoot it, you could do, you know, from cable cams, all types of stuff, you can set up your shot. You know exactly where the air section is. Yeah. Exact opposite of what shooting on, like, what we usually shoot is, you know? Sure. Yeah, supposedly uh, we're getting one of the Waco-style pools here in uh, New Smyrna. Nice. They just did the, the, really? the city council just That'd be a accept- fun trip. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Evan and Eric uh, Geiselman are both involved in it, and uh, the city council just approved it. And they, I think they're still looking at funding, um, but it's the same technology as the Waco pools. Um, but supposedly yeah, it's supposed, way, supposed to be a little machines. bigger. Well, yeah. Yeah. The pool's I keep a little hearing bigger. that, but no one, no one ever does it. I know. They keep saying each one's going to be bigger. That one in, um, that Zeke just went to in the Swiss Alps, that was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? That was Wave Garden technology, yeah? Wave Garden, yeah. Their, their footage is, uh, I think the Australian pool is probably the, best footage i've seen of uh two or three ways in a row really doing its thing um might be the melbourne pool but i like the wave garden the new wave garden technology with the, using the caissons yeah instead of the hydrofoil or the foil or whatever you call it but it, i mean that's that's the future it's going to be all you know suck and pump waves with, through the caissons with um like a throughput of three or four waves in a minute if not more maybe yeah. yeah you don't like the big plunger <laughs> yeah that i mean yeah. that thing looks crazy it looks like a complete nightmare to maintain but yeah it's cool looking dude it looks so so it's just the the fact it goes out in a circle just dissipates 
too much energy, I think. I know. It's re- it yeah. looks fun, though, like, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like, uh, I'll, I'll never say no to a wave pool invite. You know, I mean, that's, I think, I think that. you could, I think you could make a rad, like Mad Max surf film with yeah. that big pl- plunger thing. Dude, that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. Yeah. Get a roll. That'd be sick. And all that armor would be rad. Yeah. Oh, that'd be hilarious. That would be how you'd shoot one. Just full skit style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There you go. That's a trip. All right. So uh, let's go past tense for a minute here, you guys, because we do this. We call this thing surf stories. And uh, I don't mean to just put you on the spot and we don't have to go there. We can edit anything out that we want. But it's always nice to hear stories about uh maybe past film production nightmares or you know scoring whatever you think um our fans would be interested in and i think the the first time we met you guys was with attractive distractions it was a weird situation right john and we had had a a last minute sort of entry by you guys maybe on the website or maybe we heard about it through a press release or something like that and immediately got on the phone and Miola and I think we were talking to Matt's mom rest in peace and and uh we got you guys there to the festival she did pass away right as am I yeah yeah that's really sad so I um but yeah we got you guys to the festival Albie you being from Florida we had uh your parents were there it was really nice to have um the whole crew and uh man that movie was fantastic you want to tell us a little bit about the origins of that or is that when you guys first started working together dan you want to give us some background on your relationship with albie i mean that was probably like two or three years into us working because we did the aisle and we did some other webisode stuff and then i don't know i was just um i was like young and hungry for me back then i was probably 31 32 and i just remember i I came from making snow um, films and i was like we should just do a surf movie and yeah, I don't know. We, we had the time, we had all the time in the world back then. So we just, we, we started doing it. And it was just one of those things where I don't think we had a set plan. We just like, we're going to film all year and try to travel, you know? And um, yeah, it worked out really well. It's one of those things where you like, you put the idea out there and, and then sometimes (laughs) ideas just drift off and they never get uh, fulfilled. But that idea like did happen. We, we made a, we made a film, we did probably seven trips for that film i think we did one botch trip to mexico um Oof. every other trip was oh pretty that trip was special. horrible yeah that trip we went to selena cruz and it was like um shoulder high and and i think the, the boys just wanted to party it was like into the, end of the <laughs> people weren't there to surf they were there to party but uh Besides oh, that, just, that Selena Cruz doesn't exactly have much of a scene to it i mean i know well no one... we stayed in Huatuco. Oh, yeah there you go there you go. We were in Watuco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were trying to surf in Selena Cruz. We were staying in Watuco. Yeah, that's and a shit drive. Surf sucked, uh, dude. The whole oh, I am good on ever going back to Mexico. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like uh, everyone talks about it, like, oh, like I went there and like scored and blah blah. blah. Like it's so easy, it's so cheap. Like, I'm always the guy. Like every time I've gone there, something terrible has happened. Like either Monsoon's Revenge, like that trip dan got surrounded by guys with machetes like extorting money from him (laughs) we basically like got took to like a like a bar like strip club like against our will once and and got like money extorted from us there too 
like, dude, I'm not going back. I just, every time I go, like, some one of those weird, shitty stories happens to me 100% of Mexico trips. And I never really I, get good waves either. For, for the record, that's how I always explain uh, yeah. going to a strip club, too, is that I was taken there against my will and money was extorted from me. I swear, <laughs> that's how it happened. I've, I've <laughs> I've voluntarily gone to many strip clubs in my life, but this was not one of those times. <laughs> I, I happily have in San Diego, where it's nice and fun and safe. Yeah, yeah. Not in fucking Watuco. Nice. <laughs> I'm good on that. But yeah. Uh, what? What? Dan? What's the deal with the machetes? I don't. It was just one of those. I don't know. We were down there. Selena Cruz always had like. A, I mean, I don't know. I think Selena Cruz is beautiful like, as far as like the point breaks and stuff. But there's something weird going on between like the surf um, guides and the locals. And so every break had like a roadblock and you had to pay to get in. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, we were with the guy that just we just cruised in and I think they're all surfing. The guy was in the water. Everyone's in the water. And then all of a sudden, like two or three guys came up to me and just started asking me for money. And I speak a little Spanish, but I was just like trying to explain that the wallet was in the car, cars locked. Like there, I can't, you know, I was like, gladly give them a hundred bucks or ask them for a hundred, 200 bucks. I was like, gladly pay them, but I didn't, <laughs> didn't have access to the car. And so they just hung out with me for like an hour and a half while these guys surfed. And I was just like, and they were kind of getting like irritated by the whole scene. And I was just like, dude, how do I just like keep explaining the same thing to these guys? <laughs> yeah, that's so it wasn't, it was a, I yeah, don't know. probably like on shore, shoulder high too. That's the funny part. I was like trying to wave them in. It sucked. Yeah, yeah. Where you, you were probably yeah, the at the jet. Yeah, you were probably at the jetty near town, and there's a the the lens. Uh, there was anything over 200 millimeters required a tax. Yeah, and you had a card or something yeah. that you had to show whoever it was. I don't know. Was that during that time frame? They've eliminated but that this now. Was- yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This was it was like in the middle of them trying to figure out what the rule was. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The rule was find the but guy. They like, let us back. in and then decided like, nope, nope. We decided not to let you in. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, That's that, was, no fun. that was a fun moment. But it's just funny that it was like on shore and like shoulder high. And I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> and that's the thing is like we were, and then, I mean, I don't, I'm gladly stoked to like support whatever. Oh, yeah surfer thing but it was just like i don't know man it was, it was too stressful to to be part of that scene i was just like just get me out of here i'll go to new zealand tell me about <laughs> yeah. it i told caesar is uh-huh. like the the main guy down there and has been probably the oldest guide in place caesar ramirez and he's a great that's guy who we were with, dude. yeah there you go so and he knows how to he's the governor dude he does everything and i mean i remember sitting at dinner being so fired up one night going dude what the what the fuck is the deal with the lens forbidden forbidding lenses over to it doesn't make any sense for your business i mean i get it if you know if the city or whatever wants more revenue you're actually shooting yourself in the foot because this is the last place i want to come now if i i don't yeah. know the tax was I, mean, I think the tax was like 200 dollars if you wanted the, the pass to shoot with over 200 millimeters of glass or something yeah, like that I- I mean, my my idea these days is like if I want to go to Mexico or even Nicaragua or El Salvador, I want to go on a vagabond surf trip. Yeah, I don't want to be filmer on those trips. You know, it's just like I don't know. It's rad yeah. to just have a backpack and a surfboard and just stay wherever in that. Good point. Carrying around my camera gear and and you know, it's like I don't blame it. If I was, I just stick out like a sore thumb. You know, 
And so it's like, why not ask them, the dude for, that has <laughs> thousands of dollars in camera gear for some money? I wouldn't, I don't blame them. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of revenue. And yeah. Yeah. Probably, it's probably dwarfed by the amount of tourism money that comes in there. And anyway, so that Mexico trip was a bust and that was part of the attractive distraction shoot. Yeah. Anything else come to mind on that project? I mean, it was oh, um, really well Brian, executed. Brian Hippo's amazing driving skills in Australia. <laughs> no, yeah. we had good. I mean, yeah. We, no. yeah. Besides that one moment, we had such funny, cool um, times where, like, someone like Hippo called us. Was like, "You guys got to get to to Oz like tomorrow." And we were in New Zealand. We're like, "Okay," and we're just like trying to finagle like all these plane tickets typical surfer story just like okay we gotta chase the swell and then like albie and i are paying like thousands of dollars in baggage fees and then like hippo is telling us oh you gotta connect through like this one city to this next town and get on two different types of um two different like carriers right and then we're paying another two thousand dollars in baggage fees and this is like we didn't have that much money so by the time we got to like hippo we were just like out of money and then he's like he's like you guys rent a car and we're like what do you mean did we rent a car you know you're like our guide and he's like oh shit, we gotta like we gotta get a higher car <laughs> so we were just like on this crazy mission for them that was like nothing was organized you know like we met up with him thinking he would have something organized on this like following him to this wave that we had no idea where it was and he had nothing organized but anyways it ended up being like three days of just like perfect surf we scored and ended up being like probably one of the better segments in the film so okay that's how oh yeah but he it was like out out in the desert like really really out there and the only like higher car he was able to get was just like a what was it it was a pretty it was like almost a sedan yeah like a little station wagon it was just a little car (laughs) it was like yeah a station wagon and he like um one day after surfing for like the best day we got we surfed for like probably like four or five hours like firing but there's these flies on the beach that just like ate you like (laughs) ate you it was crazy like apocalypse style like flew in your mouth and your eyes and shit and like bit you and stuff and i don't know how dan handled being on the beach that long it must have been really rugged i've never been more impressed with dan in my life but um like a version of a horse like run back to the car yeah, yeah, straight up. Just horse fly. We like run back to the car, dude. <laughs> run back to the car, getting bit like in your face and on your eyes, like ah, like ah, like get everything in the car, and then we're like driving, we're like all stoked, but we're like you know starving and just kind of like, even though we scored, we we're like, like so depleted that we were kind of just like eggy, and um. We always made fun of Hippo for the way he drives because he drove really aggressive just to like, he's just like a bogan. <laughs> and uh, he's just like driving aggressive again. Me and Dan are making fun of him and he's like not in the mood. And like, we see a rock in the road from like a hundred yards away. And Hippo's just like not even looking at the road, just keeps going, keeps going, just plows into it and just like, <laughs> we're going like a hundred miles an hour. We're going like. <laughs> kilometers was our speed on a washboard road and just yeah just right into it yeah plowed it and then and then he um flattened the tire blew out the tire and we were just like making fun of him from the backseat just like oh there's that bogan driving like good job 
And he's just like, I can change a tire in, what was it? Seven minutes. He's like, I can change a flat tire in seven minutes. And he just like got out of the car. <laughs> and we were just like counting down the timing on him, like while you're changing the tire. Uh, and he was just so pissed off and like finally like almost kind of snapped at us. But <laughs> there's yeah, no way that it was okay. <laughs> That's epic. I'm I'm gonna just step in just just for any of our listeners here that doesn't don't know what a bogan is. That's the uh, what that's what we'd call a redneck here. Yeah, that's a Aussie slang for uh, for kind of a backwoods rednecky guy. So some some of our exactly. folks might not be familiar with that term. Yeah, and hippo is the epitome of one, even though he's from the big city. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> how how did, did did he make the seven minutes on the tire? um like just barely no i think he actually like we were like counting down and he actually kind of snapped on us so we like stopped timing him yeah. <laughs> oh, gotcha. i think we were getting bit by horse flies again too that was yeah that, that was yeah. the oh, thing the horse still around. bit by horse flies and changed tire i mean i would think too like the guy changing the tire on the car you might want him to take his time he'd be like seven minutes i only tighten three of the lug nuts but seven minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that was just such a great film. I remember, you know, for at our festival, it uh, won the Viewer's Choice Award and also the Best Soundtrack. Um, and that was in 2014, I believe. Um, but I and I remember that you you guys had uh, it was pretty pretty critic critically acclaimed acclaimed film. Wow, I can't talk. <laughs> critically acclaimed film um you know globally i mean it had a, a pretty pretty good uh, reception when you guys rolled it out yeah i mean it was it was i guess or i mean that's like it's kind of crazy because that's been our one and done for like an action surf flick you know which is kind of like that like honestly i think that's why i'm still so motivated to make another film because we made that one and i thought you know i'm never gonna say like it was sick it, like we crushed it but like it was well received but mm -hmm. we never made another one so it's like i don't know there's like still that void in me and, and i think albie too it's just like we want to make another like legit action film you know yeah yeah well like that was yeah when it, that was well received we're like okay like when are we shooting the next one and we kind of made like a sh short film while we were still like premiering that one and stuff and at the time like that's kind of when everything started switching over to just you know short form edits online and stuff which sucked i hate that i still hate that <laughs> that's like yeah what yeah, most people is, want nowadays it is uh dreadful i agree with you and i you know obviously it is the nature of uh generating revenue for sponsors and i don't know likes and all that shit but um it's definitely not the yeah, ideal scenario but um i did watch one of those by the way that i really kind of enjoyed and uh some of them turn out really well uh but you went to nova scotia and you know managed to find a few waves what do you think about nova scotia i know you're not probably a great cold water fan or a big cold water fan but i thought that trip looked fun i actually don't mind it like Everyone else we film with is pretty bad about cold water, but we went with Tori Meister that time and um, Kevin Schultz met up with Logan Laundry up there and um, a couple other guys. 
I, I actually love cold water. I will do anything to not surf with other people, basically. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't care how cold it is. It's way better than crowded. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was one, that's one of my favorite places me and Dan have ever gone to. Like, I think it's obviously it doesn't get good very often and you have to be with people who know it really, really well. Cause even yeah. the, we've been there twice and we didn't surf any of the same waves. Like if, if me and Dan went wow. by ourselves both times, we would have gone like back the second time and looked at all the same waves we surfed the first time and like, what the fuck? It's flat. Like I thought it's another big swell. <laughs> was uh, but, Scotty, uh, was Scotty yeah, Sharon with you guys? Yeah. Scotty was with yeah. us. And, yeah. Um, and um, Mike, Mike Bromley. And I actually just met up with Mike and um, uh, Santa Barbara the other day or like three weeks ago. It was really cool. I just went and had dinner with them. But oh, I was nice. like, Great. and I, I didn't actually tell him, but I was like sitting there just having dinner with him. I was like, dude, we should just like power up and make another surf film. Cause just with his like crew of cold water guys and then the guys I know, like Albie Matt and stuff, it'd be cool to just like split a film almost. Oh, that's a great idea. That would We're in. be sick. Speaking of surfing <laughs> yeah, with well, nobody. Yeah, well, I it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of surfing <laughs> with nobody, Albie, um, you could have uh, you could have joined me today down at Peru's Bay. And uh, by the way, I was telling the uh, Dan and John earlier. I go, uh, it it is a little bit unsettling that the only surfer I know on Maui, and I'm here on Maui for the listeners who are here. I'm with on a family vacation. Um, the only surfer I know on Maui is Albie Layer, <laughs> and uh, the word no is a strong for this scenario so he's been to the festival a couple times but like i happen to have his mobile number and i happen to want to know what peru's bay is like because there's no one out and it looks really good um but i uh i was also like the last thing he wants to deal with is this ho dad from florida who's wanting somebody to go surf with him down in peru's bay <laughs> but i uh for sure i don't even know if i'm texting the right phone number at this point for god who, who knows but uh, there is nobody out currently at Peru's Bay, and if you want to join me, I am ready and willing. Dude, I I know there's a little secret south swell right now. It, exactly, this two point six. Not the time of year. It's supposed to be seventeen happening. seconds. Exactly. Yeah. So no, but I'm actually like an editor right now. <laughs> I heard. I heard. <laughs> nice, nice. I just stare at this computer all day. Yeah, you keep yeah, your sure head down for suck. us. Stop distracting him. I know. That's right. Know. Sorry, Dan. No, it is like right now with with the project we're working on. It's called Rainbows in the Rear View, by the way, which Great I was title. proud of because Dan Dan usually nice. comes up with the title for our things. I came up with one finally. Oh, um, nice, nice. <laughs> but like, I just laid out the first like rough cut like of it all together. And I just got all this like 60 millimeter stuff that Dan shot on film. So like for the last couple weeks or so, I've just been kind of re-editing the surf parts and the action parts and making them like a little tighter and a little tighter. But it was getting like really boring. But now that I like like see the whole timeline, I like I, I'm it's like hard to get me to leave here. Like because I like I, I can you can see the finish line finally. And so I've like yeah. So I've basically been just sitting in this room, which just got an AC, by the way. Just a huge game oh. changer. Wow, and there editing. you go. 
but yeah, I just had to drop my Mac off because it was just dying on me. And now I'm editing on the laptop, which is like always overheating yeah. and feels like it's going to explode on me. <laughs> what are you using to edit these days? Uh, Premiere. Uh, nice. Adobe Premiere. Because, yeah, I mean, I just learned from watching Dan. I basically got like borderline a college education, I realized. Like, or one course, you know, like on editing, <laughs> just from yeah. like sitting on his shoulder all those years. Oh, and like producing, editing, um, I don't know, just organizing. You learned, you learned multiple courses. And now you're the title. Yeah. Now you're the title guy too. Yeah, exactly. Now creative you're creative title, director. Right? <laughs> yeah, directed by, produced by, you know, just put filmer, Albi, just everything, dude. But yeah, just, just I just need a, a solo shot. <laughs> yeah, there you go get you guys out of here <laughs> no exactly. i don't know how to do graphics so i can't put my name in the credits a bunch of times <laughs> there you go yeah or i would <laughs> now, albie you you typically at least in the stuff that i've seen you typically don't do much like pov stuff with like a gopro or anything like that is that like a conscious decision on your part or you just no, it's, it's Maui doesn't freaking barrel, dude. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> when it's barreling here, we're either at Jaws or like some death slab that I don't want like one more thing to think about. Sure. Um, I would love to, like, but all the waves that it's good for are usually like crowded, easy to surf waves, which is waves I don't surf. Right. That's that's basically the reason. But I did do some like follows with Matt trying airs which came out actually really sick. Oh, It'll nice. be in the, the first episode of the aisle whenever we launch that. Um, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, which was actually really fun. And I, I was that last year we did? But if there is another swell, I want cool. to do that again because I just got the GoPro 9. Oh, nice. Is that the I one do. that shoots in like the 360? No, I don't have the 360 thing. I just have the normal one. But oh, there's gotcha. a lens you can sh put on it or something. Yeah, there's like a max view lens that's wider. I think the 360 thing is really only good for barrels. And it's like once you've seen it, it, it I don't think you could, you couldn't do a whole section of that. I don't think in a movie. No, it's for like one Instagram of Kylie like in the pocket at Nazare. Yeah. Which yeah, was like the best, best 360 shot I ever saw. Yeah, that was nuts. But I swear, you can make it look like you're in the barrel when you're not. Yeah. Because I watched one of his Jaws waves live, and I was like, and I saw 360, I was like, ooh, that's not what that looked like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know what that looked like. That looked like a really sick pocket ride. <laughs> but like, you can bend the footage to where it looks like you're more like in the barrel than you are. Yeah, I mean, you figure if you're shooting in 360, it's going to be pretty distorted. Sorry to give distorted. away the tricks, you guys. <laughs> all those GoPro guys that work so hard out there. Sorry to blow it out. <laughs> no, that's, that's what everybody that's what everybody loves about you, man. You you keep it real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dan, what's up with your snow movie? You mentioned a project uh before we came on the air here. What are you what are you uh, doing on that? I don't know. I'm um um it's it's similar to what Albie's doing. We're just kind of doing like a 20 minute it's gonna be shorter. I'm actually super excited about it because my goal is to premiere that project with Albie's project maybe like a mountain bike click but it's just like a 20 minute snow edit with a little like um environmental like we just met up with some cool guys that work for the national forest service and just kind of like 
just trying to highlight some people behind the scenes that like allow us to do what we do you know it's like guys that build trail for mountain bikes and keep all the snow parks open and stuff so i don't know kind of like a cool like ski project we would love to show that i mean we have uh we've shown a ski movie in the past and obviously uh what did we do the the combo one the, with the grateful dead soundtrack john i'm forgetting the title oh uh, yeah i made that fire on the mountain yeah fire on the yeah, mountain. fire on the mountain yeah Tyler Hamlet, who I'm partners with in a production company, made that film. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dan, cool. Dan was a big part of that one, too. Yeah, I didn't do much for that one. I just kind of... What do you mean? You were coming in a ton. <laughs> I didn't do much for that one, but I, I, uh, I, I was there in, in spirit. But uh, no, no, my buddy did that. And it'd be rad. It'd be rad to showcase like a snow project. You know, you guys in Florida, everyone's hyped on anything down there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, the, half the population goes out west to go skiing at some point during the year. I say half, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. look, even if you're not a surfer, you you like surf movies a lot of times. So it it turns out that those are always a nice little break from, uh, you know, whatever it is we're showing. Yeah, my my question to you guys is: There anyone? Do you guys know of any um, fairly big production like surf films coming out in the next year? Good question. I mean, Girls Can't Surf is a traditional documentary. I wouldn't say it's like, you know, action packed, but it is well done. And uh, we're probably going to show that this summer. That movie looks really good. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, it's touring around uh, Australia right now. And then we're in discussion with the um, distribution folks. And um, yeah, we're hoping to show that uh, this either at our June or August uh, time slot. Oh, I have. I actually have an edit um, for you. I have a Tori Meister edit for you that might be worth showing. Oh, dude. oh nice. That'll nice. kill it in Florida. It's yeah. like a country, it's the country western surf edit. Oh, beautiful. I can't wait, man. That's great. I've been I'll, trying to I'll tell Joe. Like I'm, I'm like four months, I'm like six months overdue in finishing it. I think I just have to put the titles in it. And Tori is That's like, great. more. You're like a year. Yeah, I'm like a year overdue on this <laughs> <laughs> oh, please send it over. That'd be great. I tried to talk Joe G into using some bluegrass music in his next movie, and he he gave me a chuckle. Oh. But I think there's room for bluegrass in surfing. I think we got Kit Moore to narrate Tori's movie. No way! Yeah. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah, they're it's cool. super hype. Yeah, and there's more like Tori rides bulls and shit. It's not. <laughs> oh, wow. I was if, really impressed with that. If I would have let, I really, really want Dan to finish it. Yeah, every time Tori fell off a boy, he's like, oh, we got to go redo that. We got to go redo that. So Tori would have killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to keep going. He wanted to ride as many bulls as possible to try to get this. You know, what? what is it in bull riding? You got to ride it for eight seconds. Eight seconds, eight seconds. Yeah. yeah. so he was determined to ride like a big show bull or whatever for eight seconds. And he was like, last time I filmed him in like the desert in California on these big bulls, I think he lasted like two seconds and almost went into back into the gate and oh, almost shit. got. Him. Yeah, he did it on Maui. On Maui, he lasted like two seconds and it was a pretty like, but the shot's really cool because he's yeah. super slow mo. Can't tell. That's right. <laughs> like yeah. two seconds. <laughs> he he would have been out of surfing for a couple of years if he kept. Riding. Yeah. <laughs> if we let him try to finish it on <laughs> finish this shot. <laughs> <laughs> just like jaws if you let them stay out of jaws all day <laughs> yeah exactly nice 
Yeah, I know. I know that uh, that Girls Can't Surf movie is out, and then um, they did uh, the guys over at Stab did that uh, new Andy Irons documentary. That that's like a four episode series, but I think they're they're thinking about combining it all into like a feature film. Yeah, um, I saw a version that they did that a while ago, and it was really sick. Yeah. So yeah, we've still been like figuring out what to do with it. Yeah, so we've been talking to Ashton as well about possibly trying to show that when they put that together into like a feature length. Are you going to show the uh, Lucian Island? Uh, what is that? Uh, what edit was that? It was the uh, Rourke or whatever. Yeah, the Ark of Lucia. Yep that that's uh, that we'll be showing that when it comes out. I think it, also, I think it actually just came out online. Yeah. Well, Dan, I wanted to mention to you too that there's a. Uh, I can't remember who who's behind the production, but a uh, Portuguese um, production. I mean, it's all languages, but Justine Dupont's kind of bio, I don't know, doc. And uh, there's a lot in his art footage. Sean, can you clarify? My memory is not serving me well right now, but that that actually yeah, was I, a big, big budget. Yeah, yeah, it did. It's um, it, it is basically a bio doc on Justine and kind of her life, and you know her her partner, her ski driver is her husband, and then they've got another good friend who's their safety guy in the water, and it kind of just uh, tracks her big wave career, um, and then it culminates um, at the end with that crazy wave she got at uh, Jaws. Jaws, that big dude. She's she's so nuts. Yeah, I was so stoked to see her get like a really good one at Jaws because Nazare is so like specific. Awesome. I yeah, <laughs> not for me, but it's yeah. like very specific how they ride it, you know. And like sometimes you wonder if that's all like people who ride Nazare if that's all they can do. So it was like so nice to see her like come here and get like almost the wave of the day on like one of the biggest gnarliest days ever jaws yeah oh my god no and kidding <laughs> that was like so proper yeah, yeah. that, that movie rips all waves too yeah and her movie's really good like it, it shows a lot of the behind the scenes and a lot of the it's it's a really cool insight into the prep work that goes into big wave riding and how seriously they take it and how a lot of other people don't take it seriously and some of the shit that goes down when that happens. And so, yeah, it, it's a, it's a great film. And uh, so that's, that's on the docket as well for this year. Cool. So, Other than that, Dan, the answer to your question, I don't know much of anything that's quote big budget. What, you know, like to your point, really, there is no big budget productions yeah, out there I mean, that, that's like, I mean, I guess my point is like, I hope there is like, obviously we're not, we're not working on any big budget film, but I hope people are like, I don't know, it'd be cool if the industry and Albie always says this, it'd be cool if the industry got back to it a little bit, because honestly, like what's going on in surfing right now, that's rad. Besides people surfing a lot, you know, like, um, I mean, obviously the WSL tries to do the best they can, but they aren't doing anything really that great right now. Yeah. And did you watch the Billy? I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch New Cal. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> I don't want to talk shit on the WSL, but I just, there's not a lot of like exciting energy going on in, in there, right? Yeah, I know. Did you watch yeah. the Billy thing? Yeah, I watched the Billy thing. That was well done. That was really well done. Yeah, I thought so too. The the younger filmmaker comment. guy, fair enough. 
uh, the younger filmmaker who worked on that. Uh, I think, I don't know, he was pretty new to, I mean, he wasn't new, but he's, I like to see younger guys get an opportunity to direct stuff. And Yeah. And they, Lane. Lane, yeah. Lane, thank you. Yeah, they did a really good job on that. Um, just as someone who knows Billy so personally and is there for all these moments, different when you're there yeah <laughs> when the story told <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like oh yeah that's um five percent of the story five percent you look really good about <laughs> yeah you know how those things are oh yeah <laughs> it was oh, too yeah. Much of a fluff piece for me it's the wall of positive noise that uh has been perpetuated i mean it's there's a lot of truth to that there's not a lot of criticism coming anywhere from that and so you get that's what that's yeah. the kind of product you get I did from a really WSL. good yeah. interview though is pretty damn honest didn't make a lot of didn't make a cut a lot of time <laughs> 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 and I was like yeah I bet that's a lot of people's interviews uh just I think I don't know John if if this is too touchy you tell me but a good way to maybe wrap up this great uh look back on you guys's relationship and the movies you've made and stuff but there was a uh, a time when the Eddie was running and uh, you decided to, to stay on Maui and I think you've probably talked about this with other people before but um I as an observer as a fan armchair you know whatever think to myself oh well if somebody's gonna skip you know a a big wig event like that and, and stay, they probably got a pretty good reason to do that. Um, what, what was uh, your situation during that time? Give us some context on that. I want to know what happened. Um, yeah, well, that was when we were filming nervous laughter at the time. And um, which was like a documentary about the El Nino year and our crew here. Yeah. That we also premiered with you guys. Yep. Absolutely. Too. Um, but yeah, I never wanted to do the Eddie in the first place, which is <laughs> what, like, it wasn't like, I don't know. I have no desire to serve YMA at all, ever. It's, I, I don't, it's not for me. And that's like the weirdest thing is like, they don't talk about it. It's like, they don't like ask you if you want to be invited to these things. They like surprise you. Like I remember, um, Dan yeah, was actually there. We I'm filmed here. it, but we never used it. Yeah, it, Ian Walsh called me to like um, <laughs> surprise me that I was in the Eddie. <laughs> you know, they just got someone from Maui, and I was just like, "Fuck!" You're like what? <laughs> it's like, just yeah, knows we could never, like never use it anywhere. Yeah, Ian thought he was gonna be all super stoked. Like, I can't wait to surprise him. Like, let's like we sit it all the whole time. I'm like, dude, he's gonna like be so miserable. And, and we did it, and so I was bad. like, oh great, yeah, thanks, Ian, awesome. And then like Ian hung up, and he's like, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go over there. Fucking great, because it's I, like I, you you end up with like one like once I was invited, I was like, oh like. If I say no, everyone's going to think I'm like a disrespectful dick just because everyone wants to do this event, but no one asked me in the first place if I wanted to, just because everyone wants to doesn't mean I have to want to do that. Sure. And so that was, that was like the thing. And I was just like, 
I went to the opening ceremony. And, like, of course, it's all, you know, the big, gnarly Oahu guys, too. So it's not like you're offending some, you know, like, random guy who's going to, like, tweet about you or something. You're offending someone who might just beat the shit out of you next time you see him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, fuck. Like, I was like, whatever. And then, it, like, the day started coming. And I always said this since the last time they were on the Eddie when it was still towing at Jaws. I was like, fuck, like, if they ever run the Eddie, like, Jaws will finally be uncrowded. I was like, I don't. Like, I don't want to miss that day. Like, it'll yeah. be the biggest it's been in who knows how long, and no one will be out. <laughs> and so when it finally came down to the day or whatever, um, I had just gotten hurt, like, two weeks ago at Jaws, where I, like, almost broke my neck. And I was, like, like a week out of, like, wearing a neck brace. And I was still pretty messed up. And I just – it was, like, the end of the El Nino year, and I was, like, super just spun out. And, like, looking back on it, I realized now I was probably dealing with, like, a pretty heavy concussion during that time. Like, watching the footage and stuff and, like, seeing the way I was acting, I was like, oh, I was probably freaking super concussed, too, from from when I hurt my neck um, same fall. And so I just, like, it, it got so overwhelming to, like, fly to Oahu and do it. I was just like, there's no fucking way. Like, I can't. Like, I can't. And... I like I just told myself I wasn't going to and I found out that the person replacing me was going to be Danilo from you know who mm -hmm. was one of the first yeah. guys to surf Maui and like he's an awesome guy who you know helped us turn Jaws into a paddle wave so I was like that's fucking perfect I was like he should be in that event I shouldn't <laughs> um so there was there wasn't one factor that made the decision it was like a bunch of things and I was finally like no and like once I said no I was just like <sighs> like just like so relieved and then the day came and like I, I was feeling okay to surf and we went and I was just like, oh, let's just go look at Jaws. Like it'll be really fun to watch. And we went and like it wasn't as windy as I thought it was going to be. And I saw this wave that was just the best wave I've ever seen there. And I was just like, fuck, like we got to give it a go this day. And then, yeah, I ended up catching like, it was a medium sized wave on the day. But it was the best way of my life at the time. Or yeah. probably still the best way of my life. I think so. That's um, uh that that's just nature yeah, falling like, into our place. Film and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it was yeah. And it was like I got to sit out at Jaws that day. There was a couple of people telling like way outside. But like I got to sit in the lineup with no one else in the lineup. And there was like seventy foot waves, like just wow. barreling and i was just like sitting there like holy shit i'm so glad i'm not on fucking oahu right now <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is a, like a once in a lifetime experience like to get to do this and i'm freaking doing it like but then i was like i was also like i better catch a good wave if i freaking miss that contest yeah but well, you, it, all, I mean, you, it all worked you out definitely you definitely did i, I can remember well, hearing you describe that wave as uh as one that kind of like slid underneath the outside and like almost was like a, like hit like a middle ledge. Like, do you feel like those are the best waves at Jaws because they barrel more? Yeah. Well, that day was so, it was so gnarly, like how far out I was sitting. Like I've never sat there except for that day. Like, you know, the day that Aaron Gold set the world record on the biggest yeah. wave. Um, but that day was sheet glass. So it was pretty yeah. easy, freaking easy to 
sit wherever you wanted to. But this day was like that big, but like thicker and windy. And, um, but I was watching and the first wave was too bumpy to ride paddling. But the second wave, like the spray would spray, like the, you know, the like rooster tail that comes off the back of the wave. Yeah. And then the second wave would be way smoother. Um, so it's like the scariest thing ever to have to do, but you paddle over the first one that's big and then it goes like completely white out with the spray and you can't paddle out anymore because you're going to be too far out for the next one. <laughs> so you have to just like sit there for like four or five seconds while the spray clears, like, and just like hope you're in the right spot, like almost start paddling in. Oh, wow. And so that's what I did. It was like, I went over the first one. It was like pretty big sprayed, And the second one was a little bit smaller, but it had the smooth face and it just like looked like it was going to hug the reef and not, because when it's really big, it'll run and it'll barrel, but it'll pinch. Yeah. But if you catch the medium sized one, it'll hold the reef the whole way in. And that one had that look. And I like had to like sit in the spray and start paddling, like while I couldn't even see what was coming. <laughs> it's just to be in the spot to catch it. Nice. I, I love that you described the uh, 50 foot wave as a medium sized one. <laughs> I know. <that's> <laughs> but Dan, yeah, you were there for that, I take it. And part of yeah, nervous laughter was, uh, conclusion. I think I was shooting because he wasn't going to surf. Well, the funny part is, is I think two weeks before that on the swell, we actually bought tickets and we were going to Oahu. Remember that, Albie? We came back from, uh, we went to. Yeah, for uh, the. Yeah, we went to Mavericks and we went to. They Oregon. called the Eddie on and then off. Yeah, so they called the Eddie on. So Albie actually did almost pull the trigger on going. Like we bought tickets. We're on a flight from Oahu. We're going to go to the Eddie. And then that was the day that they canceled it. And then he got hurt that night. So that was like, so he said yes once. <laughs> he committed to one of the things. Yeah. And so after that, I was like, I, I did. <laughs> I didn't blame him because just like pulling the trigger on doing it all, flying over, and then they call it off. And you're just like, oh, okay, what? Okay, that, that was it. And then this one, he wasn't even going to serve. I was shooting, I got asked to shoot someone like launching their ski. So I was down. <laughs> at uh at the like harbor the little harbor or little boat ramp and i was like shooting random people and then he showed up he's like i'm going out and i was like all right and we just like i literally switched over from the people i was filming like oh i'm back on dock mode (laughs) (laughs) we're shooting for our dock and so yeah the day was just like it was perfect because it was one of those days just like surf movies man it's like you don't nothing's planned you know all the good thing happens just at, at a whim and that was a total whim and then I just remember him like going out on the ski and then I was rushed over to from a land angle and I didn't even get the best angle. I think Elliot, other filmer on Maui, he got the best shot. No yeah. one got the best angle. No yeah. one got the <laughs> angle that Dan no, okay. The most the most fucked up part of this whole thing is Dan yeah. filmed the ride of the year for Shane Dorian from this angle that we like originally my idea, then Dan went and found the best part of the angle. I was like, you gotta shoot from this cliff. Dan went and found the best angle. And that's where everyone tries to film from now um but we started that we started it i'm sure someone did back in Laird days yeah. um but he shot shane's wave and if you, wa- if you watch shane's wave from like the channel or the normal angle there's no chance he would have run right of the year <laughs> but from dan's <laughs> angle it shows how the wave stands up like dan's angle is more honest because you're behind it so you can actually see how fast the wave goes and it shows how it shows it makes you look even deeper than you are and so he shot shane's wave from that angle and it was like the craziest clip of all time. And then no one was shooting that angle when I got my way. And uh, like I still to this day, 
just like wonder like what would that wave have looked like from the best angle like because yeah. <laughs> the one like kind of straight on angle looks incredibly deep but he, he's still shooting into it wow and his angle is like two 200 yards like 300 yards the other still deeper but yeah it's like it's like fuck dude yeah, because why i didn't shoot is because it's like a big it's a hike in and i was at the 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 boat launch and then had to drive back up whatever i just could i don't think i would yeah you you wouldn't even i don't know you probably wouldn't even have got there in time to shoot the wave at all i would have barely made it probably because it was pretty quick you weren't out for that long but yeah i caught two waves and was out of there albie was wow because i that was our idea oh you're gonna get this wave and then you're gonna win right of the year and that's like the ending of the film oh Then, yeah, like third somehow. then we go film XXL and he gets like in third place Albie Lair and he's like walks out head down <laughs> like, alright so I'm going to end this movie now uh, well, and then I mean, luckily surfer pole came through yeah there <laughs> you go exactly no prize go. no, no just, prize money on that one but we paid for an award <laughs> we could have any sort of film. basically yeah we told surfer pole just like come on dude we need to finish this movie <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> I gotta uh, say, just, like Matt Warshaw's uh, Matt Warshaw sends out this thing for Encyclopedia Surfing every Sunday night. It's called the Sunday Joint, and uh, this last episode, or what well, was yesterday, um, talked about how basically Waimea has been sidelined as a big wave, and I mean, it's, it's nobody's really said it out loud, but it's been unspoken now for a while, and it makes sense. Um, that you know some people would be i don't know doesn't doesn't to me really but offended that somebody wouldn't show up if they're invited to a contest like that but it's always the context and it's always like what's surrounding it and it's always kind of to me you know you got to take in the whole picture but who gives a fuck you know it's like it's you know yeah. I, I know it's like great i you got to honor that guy and have the contest but just because albie's not there isn't the end of the world so anyway i like that you managed to uh score uh a big wave over here with nobody out and uh man what a great story turned out to be a great movie at the uh at our festival too god i think it was the premiere it was fucking great yeah it was i mean that was super fun for albie it was really stressful too because it wasn't like a day decision it was like festering for like five months from like sponsors to his parents, everybody like, are you going to do the Eddie? Are you like for like four or five months? He got asked. I that. remember it was a big deal. Kind of. Yeah, It was like, a, and it was just like, Oh yeah. I, don't know, I, don't know, I got texts like so-and-so wants to, is like called me snapping. Like he's going to pound you and like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, all right, whatever. But I'm I, sure I've been I beat up worse this year by waves. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just interesting because it was just like such a, a key like topic for the whole year and i get why it's the history of it yeah prestige and stuff, but still it's like if someone doesn't want to do it it's okay too right it's like i mean big wave surfing isn't about i, I don't know i don't surf big wave so i wouldn't know but it's not about doing it for the contest it's about because you're like i think all the good big yeah exactly that's such a funny thing yeah because they're hard sometimes yeah. Well, I thought it was a, a a bit of poetic justice that you stuck to your guns and you did what was right for you, and you ended up getting you know one of the best rides, if you know, if not the best ride of your life. And uh, like like Dan was just saying, like to me, that's a lot more 
of the substance of big wave surfing is not like, Hey, there's big waves. We're going to go put on a show. It's like you, you go, you go do it day in and day out, even when it's not convenient. And then you get rewarded with something like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I, I thought it was cool too, how everybody shut up when you got that wave that day. <laughs> yeah, I know everybody no, was everyone. like, yeah, everyone. And then I'm pretty <laughs> sure if I were a religious man or a, I don't know, a spiritual person, I would imagine Eddie would be up there somewhere going, yeah, good on you, buddy. Good job. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, if you look at what he, like, stood for and stuff, it's like yeah. being a badass and going and riding when no one else did. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just There's one other point irony to, 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 like, to, to double back on the big wave thing, it's like, how cool is it that Peter Mill got the best wave ever in Mavericks, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, local guy who's been doing it longer than anybody else you know like if if someone else got that wave that just like showed up from oahu or some other guy and got that wave at mavericks yeah it's cool but like for peter mel to get that wave is so awesome right well i think it's like yeah there's something about like a home break and big waves like is a more of a special bond than like i don't know or it's just like such a special bond and that like Pete Mel's wave this year is like a perfect example of it. It's like, I, I'm going to be hunting the wave of my life out of Jaws until I'm 50, I hope, as long as I can still walk and think straight. <laughs> you know, and you're like, and even Shane Dorian, like that, that wave he got was freaking, even though I said the angle didn't make him look as deep, it was still the best wave ever. <laughs> you know, he got, yeah. he was like, you know, almost 50 as well. Yeah. And so, yeah. The, the the big wave and like your home break and you can't you can't miss can't afford to miss days <laughs> well no, I mean, I that, say, that's how it ought to be i mean yeah whatever whatever big waves whatever big wave spot it is around the world it, it ought to be a home break guy that gets the best wave out there like that should just be how it is yeah you hope it is and it's cool when it is like yeah yeah it was yeah. the feel good moment of this potentially post COVID era. And I'm, uh, you know, excited to see what you guys are both doing when you're 50. I'm about to be 50 in about two months here. So we'll see. I'm not going to be riding waves like that, but, uh, let me just, maybe he'll, maybe he'll finally paddle out at Peru's Bay when he's 50. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say like, uh, <laughs> Al- Albie, you just keep your fucking head down in editing and, uh, I'll be all right tomorrow. I'm walking the whole family down there. And if I, uh, if, if I bite the dust, some park ranger down there told me, uh, today, she goes, yeah, I saw, I saw some guy surfing down there. His face like got cut up and he was holding a flap of his face up as he ran down oh the dude trail i know back. i know that story oh no really dude, everybody almost died at la it's not like the earlier this summer on like a small wave a good surfer just a random bad luck just pile drived into a rock and broke his back and ribs and stuff oh so God, be I'll careful sure out there tell my wife that. <laughs> i'll just surf yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh my go. god Thank you. Yeah, thanks for not answering the call. And and by the way, I'm pretty sure dumps will keep me satisfied tomorrow morning. I need about six waves and then I'm good for the day. Yeah. All right, thank you guys. If you make it over over to this side, hit me up. Uh, I'll be locked in this room, but I'll go surf Okipa. Get wet. You got to come surf Okipa. You got to see how bad it is on a daily basis. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. How how early are we talking? How early are we talking? 
Uh, either like like five o'clock in the evening or like eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, I can do that. I can do that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hook up with you. I'd, I'd like to swing by your editing bay, get a few snaps of that new air conditioner, and uh, we'll use it to promote the uh, Instagram. Oh man, it's feeling nice. Don't take the kids on a mile and a half lava rock. Just go up to Hokiba has like a nice tide pool and stuff. It'd be way easier for the family there. Yeah. On the beach than taking them on a lava rock. Ninety All degree right. mission. All right. Thank you. I'll look at the forecast right now and tell you when to come. See, that's the kind of advice I was looking for, Albie. See, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I just think it's hilarious. I was really stressed about fixing my iMac. The, the, best, totally... the, best call, the best call you can make is to blow off Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, John does it on a regular basis. Tuesday morning looks good. I agree. I, I Actually, there's a little, that little south whatever's coming through. I'm going to stick around here tomorrow, but I might try to link up with you when it when Wednesday morning sunset. looks kind of okay too. Okay. I All mean, right. it'll just be like head high and fun. Okay. Consider it done Wednesday wow, morning. The, the forecast. Deal. The forecast is terrible. Like for yeah. anything. Of, of <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I was going to throw it out there. By the way, yeah, you are officially the only surfer I know on Maui now that Dan's gone. But um, if uh, if you do want to golf when it's flat, let me know because apparently there's a couple of good courses out back here. Hey, Who's if you that? want to golf with my dad, he's my dad. He's in the country club over here. Are you he's serious? Is he here now? My, yeah, my dad. He's he's I think he's home, but he's he's the golf guy, dude. If you want someone to golf with, he'll, he would love to take you. Okay, tell him uh, I'll be in touch. Um, if you don't mind, just send me his text me his number because I'd love to golf with your dad. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be epic. I might All even right. come, but maybe not. I don't really have the attention for golf. Fair enough. Yeah, whatever you do. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to get. Give me a couple of days, and I'll be in touch with your dad. That'd be great. Awesome. Right. Well, it was Sounds fun catching good. up with you guys, and uh, yeah, I was you know stoked to hear about the project you're working on. Can't wait for that to come out. And uh, yeah, whenever you do end up uh, launching that, you know, like I said, we've got June, August, and November. Um, you know, we we'd love to show it, and we'd love to have you guys back out to Florida. Um, so yeah, just keep us in the loop on that. And uh, thanks for hanging out and chatting for a while with us. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll chat again soon. Yeah. yeah thank you guys. Good. You guys. Are no worries. Thank you guys. That was fun. And thanks awesome. for doing a film festival, man. Keep keep surf movies alive. Keep fighting the absolutely. good fight out there. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you got it, bud. Thanks for the props. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. See you guys. Yeah. See you guys. Man, I love Albie Layer. Um, if for no other reason than he is one of the few guys in surf that will tell you exactly how he feels. Yeah, that was uh, refreshing because I don't know. Hopefully, he doesn't get canceled because of what he said. You know, I, <laughs> there's no chance of that happening. Actually, no. But I'm joking. W- what I like about him is exactly what you like about him. But he also has this like. Uh, it's just a reminder of what it's like to be a little young and uh, hungry. And I'm getting older. I don't know if you've noticed. But I have. It, yeah, I figured. <laughs> Midsection mostly. But I want to say that I do wish I had a little bit more Albie in me. I, I forgot what it's like to you know speak my mind. I'm always a little too careful these days. Yeah, and just surfing in general has gone that direction. It's the 
wall of positive noise where it's like nothing negative ever gets said. Nobody ever gives their real opinion about what they thought. And I just thought it was epic when he talked about Shane Dorian's ride of the year at Jaws and, and kind of called it a pocket ride and not a real barrel. And I'm just like, that's epic. That's that's the, that's his opinion. And he's entitled to it and we're all entitled to our own. So yeah, I'm just stoked to have him on. It was a great chat with him and Dan and can't wait to see uh, their new project uh, that's coming this year. Yeah, we might have it in June. I really feel like the impression I got from him when I left is that it was going to be ready in June. So just for your fans out there who are wondering when we're going to go live again, we are planning on at least a three-quarter capacity event in June on the 19th, if not 100%. Given um, guidance from the state of Florida and the CDC, of course, we want to keep it safe. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, we're hoping to be back uh, June 19th, as Kevin said, and then uh, again in August, and then our uh, our big end of the year two-nighter in November. Um, hopefully by then we'll be at full capacity. I think we will. Um, but uh, yeah, and speaking of the festival, just want to say thanks to our sponsors. Couldn't do it without them. Our presenting sponsor, Monster Energy, uh, Rourke Apparel, Globe Footwear, uh, Yeti, Advent Health, uh, Atlantic Center for the Arts, the beautiful campus where we get to host the festival, Dragon Eyewear, Red Dog Surf Shop, uh, Creatures of Leisure. Um, yeah, just so stoked on all the support those guys have given us over the years and continue to give us, as well as you, the fans. So thanks again, and I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Happy.